You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode number 175. I'm, as always, super excited to introduce a great guest today who is making an impact in the world and an important impact. He's helping people with their relationships. So please welcome Shlomo Jesmer. And he is an inspiring entrepreneur, a relationship and mindset coach, currently getting certified as a holistic life coach. His coaching focuses on helping couples communicate effectively with one another. He is most proud of being a husband and a father to a beautiful boy and girl. He's also a beginner YouTuber. So welcome, Shlomo. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I have to say, uh, I always do a little like uh, initial phone conversation or Zoom. We actually get to see each other. And uh, I really loved getting to know Shlomo and his heart and the work that he's doing. And, you know, I can say, I don't know, you know, if you're listening to this while we're still in kind of COVID world, um, you know that, wow, relationships, keeping those important relationships healthy is even more important right now. It's always important though, but we are definitely in a time when uh, things have been uh, a little more difficult for some of those relationships overall. So thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you're going to share with us today. Awesome. I'm looking forward to definitely. Yeah. Um, COVID is definitely a time <laughs> that people need help with. No question. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your work and what's the impact that you hope to make in the world of relationships? Cool. Okay. So um, my work is basically one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, we hop on calls. I get to know the couples. Um, you know, I get to know it's generally with, uh, with one person, one-on-one. -on -one. Um, if the other couple wants to be involved, we do that as well. Um, and then we just focus on communicating because, and like, this is something that I think a lot of people miss this really all relationships boiled down to the communication. Like this is the number one thing that if you want to have a happy, successful relationship, the communication is really, it, it should just be your number one focus because if you guys are communicating, you could align your expectations. You could align your, um, you know, you could just work as a team um, and, and build that, that harmony, that connection that you guys want. Um, so, yeah. So, we jump on calls. We work. It's a, it's a three-month program, my coaching program. So ultimately, I'm going to just dump in like, because I just yeah, want to hear ahead. like the awesome impact that you're helping to make with these couples. So, uh, you know, they're going to be ready to do the work. And I, I can't emphasize enough. Absolutely. Like it, pretty much everything boils down to communication, which should mm -hmm. just be data in, data out. But we muck it up, us humans, don't we? <laughs> but so <laughs> so what is the impact that you're looking to make? So we kind of understand the what, but like what's the impact that you are making cool. in these in the lives of these couples? Okay, so the impact I'm looking to make is, if I'll be honest, it's not just helping couples. It's it's more of a mission of, 
like creating hope for people, um, helping people believe and see that they have a future where they can be happy, um, where they, you know, like just to be hopeful. That's really my mission because I don't think, um, I mean, honestly, for me, like one of the most powerful words is hope, hope and connection. Um, so that's really my mission. If, if to sum it up into one word, I want people to walk around feeling hopeful, feeling um, like they have a future to look forward to. Um, and, I love and, you know, that. I love that because yeah. hope, you know, if, I, if, if you've been in a challenging relationship, it mm-hmm. definitely can feel hopeless at times. And when it's a significant relationship, it can feel like your whole world is turned upside down. Exactly. Exactly. And, and just, just to be fair, you know, my wife and I, we had our ups and downs, you know, as every couple, um, does. And there were times that, you know, like I didn't have hope. I was, I never, ever gave up on it. You know, I never gave up on my relationship. And when I went into it, um, this is seven and a half years ago. And, um, when I went, when I went into the relationship, it was like, we're, we're making this work. We're committed. But there were times that I was just like, I don't know where to go from here, you know? Um, and that feeling of, of, of hopelessness, it's, it's awful. And helping someone feel hope again, feel like there's what to look forward to, it just, it changes the entire um, perspective on life. And don't you find too that, because uh, I, I know with my work, I have found this so often, when people are in that place of feeling hopeless or almost without hope, you know, they might still have that glimmer left. But in those yeah. times, it's so hard to see clearly the path that can get you to what you want. And ultimately, aren't they so often just really quite close? Wow. Yes. Yes. And, and, and like a big yes on when you are feeling hopeless, you do, there's no way you see the light at the end of the, tu- at the tunnel, you know? It's like you could be holding on to that little piece of hope that intellectually you know that there can be a way, you know? Yes. But you don't see it. You don't see it. And, and I love what you said. It's so close because I'll tell you how close it is. It's as close as your mouth is to your face. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was going to say one conversation away sometimes, you know, even exactly. if it's difficult, but I love as close as your mouth is to your face. Oh my gosh. Did you just make that up on the fly? Or did, did. have you said that before? I did. I did. Oh my gosh. I did as I, Keep as that I brush one. My shoulders off. <laughs> Keep that one. It's got to go in your profile. I can. I might need to adopt that too. <laughs> that is brilliant. I really love it because the visual of the face, you know, the mouth, which is where the communication comes from. Oh my gosh. Like all the meaning in that. So cool. I love it. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, and um, so I love that you're, you're providing that hope and that path uh, to a better relationship. And, and it literally is often closer than you think. Now, I personally need to just feel like I have to jump in because, um, you know, if someone's in a a situation where there is verbal or physical or any other kind of abuse, um, Mm -hmm. that that is not what we're talking about here. So I always want to be really careful to, um, there still can be hope, but, um, but keeping yourself physically and emotionally safe is the most important thing. And, um, so the things that we're talking about are in 
where there is a partnership where both people in that relationship have a vested interest in authentically working to make it better. Yes. Yes. 100%. So be um, careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just, um, yeah, I, I just have to throw that no, that's out important. there. That really is important. It's a, it's an important, um, thing yeah. to, to note. Because the, yeah, the truth is that when they're, when domestic abuse, that is about power, not relationship. And so the rules of, of, re, you know, re, relationships in general, like the guiding principles, the guiding, you know, yeah. conversation it, rules, all those, the tactics, it's all different. So, um, all right. So I just had to throw in my two second little like a uh, disclaimer about that. So, um, so what experience, and I think you kind of already touched on this, but I'm going to ask you to dive deeper into that. So what experiences motivate you the most to make your unique impact? What okay. experience have you okay. had? And I know um, you said you've had I mean, some issues I've done it a little bit, but yeah, I would say it really goes back to, to my childhood and, you know, like my, the, my entire life, to be honest, has brought me to where I am. Um, clearly, but, um, I'd say I'm 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 a very sensitive person. I'm an empath, um, and I've been through I've been through a lot. Um, I, I think most people have been through a lot. Not everyone is willing to talk about it. Um, as a child, up until eighth grade, I've been in five different schools, um, and by eighth grade, I dropped out. And then from eighth grade, um, so that's uh, age thirteen. Um, from age thirteen to nineteen, I was living my life. Um, partying, drinking, smoking cigarettes, um, working here and there, just basically really wasting my life, <laughs> wasting my life away. Um, now I'm a kid. I'm not, I'm not holding it against me. Um, yeah. Give but, yourself grace. You, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're moving forward now. <laughs> and, and one thing, and one thing that, um, that really, that, that, but what this causes to you and as a, as a, as a kid or a teenager, you, you're just unaware of this. Um, unless it's brought to your attention and you're willing to hear it. Um, you know, like I grew up feeling um, unimportant. I grew up feeling um, different than everyone. You know, all the kids went to school. All the kids um, accomplished um, good grades. And and all of this just had a really big impact on my life when I had to stop. Um, so when I was 19, I... I was drafted into the army. I live in Israel. Um, and that's the first time, literally the first time I stopped to think because <laughs> I had to. That's the first time I stopped to think um, about my future, about my life. And that's the first time that I actually had to start getting a hold of myself and started, you know, like living up to responsibilities. And when I got out of the army, my father passed away, like literally a month afterwards. Um, and then like I was faced with this whole world, um, ahead of me, basically this really like this whole world, um, that I had to face, um, and manage. And it's just been, I've been through a lot and I think I'm going to talk about it maybe a little bit later, but I was definitely depressed, anxious, and, <laughs> and, um, I eventually I got married and yeah, like we had our ups and downs and but one thing that kept coming up is I want to I want to matter. Literally that's the voice that's like that's the voice that came up. Now, what's important for me to just point out is you like 
I matter, you matter, regardless of if you're making a big impact in life or not. It really, you're just, you just, human beings have intrinsic value, but it's something that was ringing, you know, I really want this. This is, this is something that's so important for me. I want to make an impact. I want to feel um, like I'm contributing to society. Um, and, and so I guess a big part of it was to prove to myself, you know, that I am, uh, contributing to society. And, and then like, you know, like I would speak publicly and every time I did, people really loved, um, loved what I said or how I delivered it. And that felt really good, you know? Um, and then from there, it just like, it just like developed into me wanting to, to help people, to give people hope, to help people, you know, like feel inspired. So like one of my, like the things that I'm really, really passionate about is inspiring people. I, we already talked about this. I love giving people hope. I love watching people feel like, wow, you just lifted, you know, a, a rock off my shoulders. Um, you know, you just took this off my chest and, and, and that's just something for me that's really, really meaningful to me. So I guess it really is, it's not like one thing that happened in my life. I could just say like, yeah, this is what motivated me. Um, and then, you know, I have such a unique relationship with my wife, such a special relationship with my wife. And we worked on it. It wasn't, you know, it didn't come to fruition overnight. We really worked on it and um, committed to it and invested in it. And we continue to invest in it and to work on it. And I know that, like, there are so many people out there that don't believe that they can have a happy relationship. Um, and And that the standard out there, you know, is something less than than extraordinary and and it doesn't have to be that way and i love showing people that they can awesome ah that was so inspiring and what i really celebrate for you and those that you will make an impact with is um you figured all this stuff out at quite a young age probably as you look at yourself you don't see that but from where i sit <laughs> um so few people uh, learn that about themselves. I mean, we all, and I loved that you took that moment to just celebrate that everyone has great value. And, and we as humans do have that innate desire to feel like our life is part of something bigger than ourselves. But so many people, and I have coached people that are in their like 40s, 50s, 60s, who mm -hmm. have never taken that time to think about like, what's the difference that I feel this call to action to make. And they've done the lazy river way of doing life where life just kind of, and it's, you know, it's not bad, but it's just, you know, it's sad because, you know, there, there's important stuff. Like the world is waiting for that impact that you are put on this earth to do. And um, so I love that at such a young age that you've already, you um, you didn't squelch that desire because that's what a lot of people do. They just kind of tuck it away. Yeah. You know, they feel yeah. that call to action and they say, I don't have time for that or I've got bills to pay or whatever it is, you know, or they yeah. just don't even notice it. It's like a just a passing fleeting little thing that flies across their forehead. Um, but you took the time to notice it and then figure out like what was going to squelch that, uh, the burning, like the yearning, um, not yeah. squelch it, make it go away squelch it, like utilize it, you know, use mm -hmm. that, the burning desire to make exactly. your difference. So I love that. I have to say too, like I have benefit of people aren't going to be able to see this, but the program that we're using to record this right now, um, 
Shlomo got to use a picture. And so I'm looking at the cutest darn picture of he and his wife. So um, <laughs> <laughs> the special relationship of the two, I just love, you know, she's got her arms like clutching his his arm, like her hands, and she's got her chin resting on his shoulder. And it's just the sweetest uh, little visual of a, of a loving partnership. And it's really, I love it. Yeah. So, um, so thanks so much for sharing that. And again, using your experiences to motivate you to help others. So what impact have you made that really fuels your passion? And this is an exercise, by the way, that I encourage everyone to do because, you know, when we're working to make our impact, whether it's through a business or volunteering or starting a ministry or a nonprofit, whatever it is, just in our community, helping with the PTA, um, there are going to be tough and frustrating times. And I think if we can remember one of those like special moments where you really saw the outcome of the impact, then we reattach to our passion and that'll give us the tenacity to keep going. So what for you is yours? Okay. Um, well, I mean, there's definitely more than one to choose from, but yeah, I would say, um, Wow trying to decide which one but I I mean (laughs) I mean like for me really what 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 makes what fuels me is those conversations those coaching conversations um with clients where they have breakthroughs where they right so think of one of those like come on I know you got like just I know you have a ton um Mm. but think of one. like when you think back and be like oh my gosh like I I mean I don't know about you but I get tears in my eyes you know like and I've had them roll down my cheeks too cuz it just feels so good and special and I'm so grateful to play a, just even a tiny part in helping to make that impact. And so when you see the impact come to fruition in someone's life like I know you know those moments. So just share one with us so that others can be inspired by it. Okay. So here's one. So on on the phone with the client and uh, we're talking about trust issues. And one of the things that um, that came up is, well, really what, what I wanted to share with her was that you can't have a relationship with trust if you're doing the things that don't have, that, you know, that show that you don't have trust. Like you can't have a relationship where you're trusting another person if you're peeking at their Facebook. Um, if you're uh, sneaking over them over the shoulder to see who they're talking to. Um, if you're asking them where they're going every second, um, because your, your actions are going to prove you otherwise, you just don't trust them. Right. And, um, and, and one of the things that, you know, so like, I love working with people who really do want to work and really do want to put in the work. And, and this, this person's amazing. So she went, she ended up, uh, talking to her partner and, and saying, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to trust you. <laughs> I'm going to, um, I was letting it like, you can make the choice to trust and you have to start acting as though you do. So she said that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start trusting you. I'm going to start, I'm going to stop doing these things. And, but, but if there are any red flags, I'll let you know, you know, but if there are any red flags, I'll let you know. And then, um, so, so when that came up in the next session, um, when I asked how it went, you know, she brought that up and I was like, why did you bring that up? Why did you say, um, because I, I was getting, I was getting to something here and like, I was asking, so why did you, why did you, um, say, you know, if there are any red flags, um, I will say something. 
And, and, and the simple answer was because, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to say this. And then if something comes up, you know, he could use the, the card against me. Like I said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to comment. And really like, if I see red flags, I do want to be able to, so I don't want, I just want to be cover my grounds. So I said, that's, that's totally fair. You know, you, you need to have open communication and that's always going to be the case. But I said, when you're approaching this, you're approaching this thinking that there may be red flags. And what I want you to believe, okay, and this is something, and, and this was like an aha moment for her. And, and this is what I want everyone to hear. You, so many people, we believe what we believe about our relationships based off of the relationships that we had with relationships, right? So whether if it's our own personal relationships, the people around us, the people that we see, Facebook groups, whatever you see on Facebook, whatever you see on, right? That's what we believe. And, and it's, it's, it's so easy to fall into the trap of believing that relationships have to be loaded with trust issues, with arguments, with fighting, with um, resentment, with, you know, all those negative feelings. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I was like, we were talking and I was like, I want you to dream big. I want you to look you know, to the future of your relationship. And I want the whole, the entire trajectory of your relationship to be where there are no trust issues, where trust issues is not part of the thought process. And, but it starts with you believing that that's what you can have. It starts with you accepting that that is a possibility. And then you could start working towards that. Because if you don't believe that it's possible, then you're not going to put the work in to make that happen. Right. And, and like I just use an, an analogy of like if a plane takes off from one side of the world and tries to reach a, a certain destination, if it's off by just one centimeter, right, it's going to end up in an entire different uh, part of the planet. And like you really want to, 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 to aim when you wherever you are in your relationship right now. And if it's at the beginning of the relationship, if you're 10 years in or 20 years in, it doesn't matter. You could start fresh from right where you are and decide that the future is going to be something spectacular. And, and that was an aha moment. And, 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 and sharing that and experiencing that was, was, was very meaningful for me. Awesome. I love that. So I want to fill in some blanks because I'm assuming that um, you had done some work with her prior to that to say like he was trustworthy. And I just want, I'm just throwing this out for the listeners too. Um, Cause I'm assuming that, you know, I just want to make sure they're not thinking yeah. like, Oh, you yeah. just jump right in and just trust <laughs> and stop checking everything. But like, yeah, you don't want to be in a situation where you feel like you have to check those things. And so look at yourself. Am I, um, are they trustworthy or am I being hyper vigilant because this is something within myself? So what I'm assuming is you had done that work already. And then she had, it was Absolutely. that her expectations and hypervigilance were something for her to work through, not something for her significant other to mm. make shifts about. Right. And so yes. I just want to point that out because, you know, and that's the thing, the beauty, like in relationships, uh, we need, we each need to own our stuff, right? The, the, the most, the best case scenario is that like your junk and my junk we can live with <laughs> And that we can each own our own junk and we can talk about it and be real about it and figure out where that line is between a, a significant other accommodating the other's junk versus 
the individual who has the junk and the baggage uh, working through it and not requiring that. And that can be part of the communication, the negotiation about that. So if someone has trust issues just underlying, how much can that significant other accommodate that by being open and like taking all the call, like where is the line that's reasonable and then negotiating that and then um, while the person who is having trust issues with someone who actually is trustworthy is uh, working on their own stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think that really the best way to to come to an agreement on this is for the couple to discuss it. Yes. But um, and, and to come to their own agreement. The negotiation. With that. Yes. Yeah. And 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 that's that. Like, I really want to put an emphasis on this. Talk to each other. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, and 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 listen and 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 you know and show an interest in understanding and working as a team and you guys can accomplish the world you can conquer the world together like but you just have to be there to listen and to talk about it like so many things people say well what do i do over here and what and what about this talk talk yeah. it out <laughs> work it out together yeah. come to align your expectations with one another Yes. Um, I do want to say though that someone who has trust issues, let's say someone betrayed them, right? Um, yeah. let's say even in a relationship right now where they, they were, where they were, where their partner betrayed, they, they, they experience infidelity and they want to work on, on trusting again. So the common thing that people do, and this is a big mistake, the common thing that people do is the betrayer now spends the rest of the time trying mm -hmm. to convince the betrayed that they are loyal, mm -hmm. right? That they are trust. Um, and, and what ends up happening is this is, it's, it's, it it just completely backfires because yeah. everything that they do, everything that they do, the betrayed translates, right? Subconsciously yes. or consciously yes. that they are only doing this to convince me yes. that they're trustworthy. Yes. And it could go on for a month, for two months, for half a year. Yes. It doesn't matter. They are only doing this to convince me. So they do not trust. Every action they do yeah. is literally feeding the mistrust. Yes. And um, and, and, but the problem is like the betrayed really regrets and they, re the, the betrayer really regrets it and they really are atoning and they really are trying to, yes. to, to show up in the relationship authentically, but they're not getting any positive feedback. Yes. They're not getting, and, and eventually their love tank, right. Their mm -hmm. emotional, um, needs, which aren't being met at all at this point, because they're the ones that need to prove themselves, you know? Um, eventually they just break and eventually it just, it, it, the whole thing just falls apart. Yeah. Um, so the, that really, the burden uh, can get break. too great, right? The, the hoop jumping, I call it like the showing proof. Um, yeah. And, but I'm going to come back to, and I'm sure you'll agree that's part of the negotiation too, because of course, uh, the betrayed has to allow for some amount of like for a period, right? Some amount of grieving and, you know, and some consequences for the past behavior. But yes, there has to be a negotiation and at some point, a commitment to a reset on both yes. sides. Yeah. And, and, and it really boils down to caring about the other person. Yeah. If you just really care, you will work things out together. Yes. It, it, yep. You know? Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, the betrayer saying, I'm going to give you some space and I'm going to give you some, I'm going to allow the extra hyper vigilance for a bit, but here's what I need from you while you're doing that. I need some positive reinforcement along the way. Yeah. And then the betrayed, you know, yeah, I'm going to feel my feelings, right? They, they are valid. 
Um, and so hopefully the betrayer can validate those feelings. They're, they're, you know, they're right to feel that way, but yes, at some point there, you know, but the continual movement forward and building the trust, being trustworthy and, uh, yep. And ultimately that reset. Love it. So, um, tell me, um, how do you stay motivated and moving during tough times? Cause I know you have them. Every entrepreneur does. Nah, I'm above that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Ah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty easygoing on myself. So like, if I'll have a down day, um, you know, if it's not something that I have to show up for, I'll I'll just go. I'll just relax. I'll go for a walk. I'll take a hot bath. Um, you know, there's there's some days I've been to a seminar. Um, this is about almost ten years ago. And one of the things that they taught me over there, and I really love this, is that there are some days that you need to have non-thinking days. Hey, there are just days where you do not think, you do not plan, you do not think about the future, you don't think about what's going on today because you're just on that low energy and all the thoughts are going to be negative. They're just going to be um, bringing you down, weighing you down. Wait until that day passes, wait until that low energy stage you know, just goes by and then you could just be back to yourself. So if it's not something that I really, that I'm committed to showing up like, um, a meeting or, you know, something like that, I'll just take it easy. I'll go for a walk and, you know, I'll get some sun. Um, and yeah, that's really what I do. I mean, I'll go for a run. I'll, I'll do things that I enjoy. That's awesome. I'll take care of myself. Yeah. And, and then and it just passes. It's really important to remember that bad days pass if you handle them correctly. But if you try to solve or fix the bad day, <laughs> um, it, you'll, it, you'll really just like, it's very possible that you'll just spiral downhill and get stuck in it because there's nothing to fix. You need to let it just slide by. You need to let it pass. Love it. And then get that rejuvenation time, right? And I'm going to add in no guilt. Because that's the problem. Too many people, even if they start taking that time, now they're like using up all this energy on guilt or I should, I should be doing. And uh, yes. <laughs> so often, yeah, they, they like, I almost have to, some, and you've probably experienced this too, like when you're telling someone to slow down. Actually, I have a client right now. Uh, hopefully I'm going to hear from her today about this last weekend because she has been wiped out. She's a vice president. She's been working like crazy. Uh, her son is a like big time golfer. And so she's been traveling with him and she, uh, she was, she's, I was in a leadership team meeting with her on zoom the previous week where she looked like she was falling asleep. I was like, are you okay? And she was like, I'm really not feeling well today. And then I had our individual coaching session this last week and she still wasn't feeling well. And I was like, you have to take time out. You have to relax, do nothing. And she said, Oh, I feel too much guilt. I'm like, no, you can't be your best if you are trying to push through this. And the and the the reality is you can either keep pushing through and your body will tell you when you're going to take the rest or you can like make it happen when you choose <laughs> that will be more convenient and uh less of an issue to deal with probably but so I literally I and she was fighting me on it and I kept saying like no, do nothing. Like do nothing get get, uh, and yeah. actually tell your husband to bring the food to you in the room, you know, like you're not allowed to put anything on, but sweats <laughs> and, uh, for the whole weekend. And I said, if you want to read something, 
you know, inspiring. Or if you want to journal, you can. But if it, if the word should pops into your mind, you cannot do it. And I finally said, I am writing this down as a prescription. <laughs> 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 and um, but anyway, the guilt that people feel that drives them, or they're not really enjoying the time or rejuvenating because they're like racked with guilt and all the things they should be doing. Yeah. Yes. Very important. And I think to add to that is it's important to not say, no, I'm not feeling guilty because you are feeling guilty. Mm, um, and you're I, fighting I, against it then. Exactly. Exactly. No, accept it. Yeah. I feel guilty right now and I'm choosing, I'm choosing to not feel guilty. Yeah. Right. I have that. Um, awesome. But it's, it's don't ignore the feeling. Don't pretend it's not there. Oh, that's um, a good. Just, yeah. Not to give it power. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yes, you are right. Yes. Because then in, in the not guilt, there's energy being put towards the guilt. And so, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and, and sometimes, I don't know, tell me what you think about this, because I, you might have a different opinion, and maybe I'll end up tweaking based on what you say. But so I will literally try to, you know, with a client like that, who's just go, 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 and so driven, I will try to see them, have them look at the downtime as part of their productivity. And then that can help. Like you need the, you know, like the yeah. book Powerful Engagement, which I love it, um, you know, biz, uh, taking pro athlete concepts and putting them into the business. But like, so the rejuvenation time is like a key part of working at your best. And so do you agree with that or is, am I injecting some negativity in there somehow? No, I, I mean, I think I definitely agree with that. And and I think that it's, it's, um, it's not black and white. You know, mm -hmm. life isn't black and white. You know, you need to sometimes use a little bit of, uh, of, of motivation, you know, and then to work towards the ideal where, where you could just choose not to feel the guilt, you know, but like mm -hmm. definitely, um, it is true. You know, the rest is mm -hmm. important. Yeah. We need sleep, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. And our day, right? Our the 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 calendar starts at night, right? Mm. Our day starts mm -hmm. at night, not at midnight. When sundown goes goes like Tuesday, sundown is already Wednesday on the Jewish calendar. Mm. Um, and the day starts at night. You know, it starts with getting a good night rest. Mm. And and yeah, I love taking that. care of yourself. Taking care of yourself is is so productive you're not going to be able to help anyone or take care of anyone if you're if you're struggling oh awesome wow i love that so uh you have already offered up so many great nuggets for people but i know you've got at least one more in you here because my next question is what words of wisdom do you have for others who want to make their impact okay um i would say i would say look i know it's scary I know, I know you have doubts. I know you have fears. Um, but here's the deal. Like if you do not, and, 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 and this is true for myself and this is true for anyone who has this burning passion inside of them to make that impact, you, this will follow you. Pardon me for the language. This will follow you to the grave. If you do not act on it, you will, it, it's, if it's, it's there and you need to, you know, this is, this is you. And, and, and I'll say even more than that. I, I strongly believe, um, that the way God made us, I'm a strong believer in God. And I believe that the way God made us and the passions that he has given us can be used 
to do really, really good things in the world. Um, and, and as far as financial, uh, you know, concerns go, as far as, as far as providing for your family, I believe that you are drawn to something that can make you money. I believe that. I believe that that's how God makes us. He makes us in a way that we can go do something that we love, that we're good at, that we're passionate about, and still provide our family with everything that they need. Um, so I just feel like, go do it. Go do it. It's not going to be easier if you don't face the fear um, and find out that there's nothing really there but fear. That's that's what I would say. Mm, I love all that. Wow. So awesome. I am laughing at myself. Um, so, <laughs> you know, anyone who knows me right now knows that I'm just a huge fan of Clubhouse. And um, <laughs> Shlomo and Shlomo and I have connected on there now. And I on Clubhouse, if you're not on Clubhouse, when someone is saying something good, you click your microphone off and on, and that means <laughs> applause. And I am so missing my microphone right now to be able to click on and off so that you can see how excited I am about what you're saying. <laughs> so um, I, yes, clearly I've been spending um, a lot of time on there, intentional time, but uh, strategically, but how funny I wanted to be clicking my microphone on and off like throughout this entire interview. So thank you so much. Like you amaze me. You have such insight, such wisdom. Um, I'm feeling like the old, uh, what, what do I like the old muse at this point or something like you youngster, you know, but, <laughs> but I do love uh, the wisdom that you have at your age. It's amazing. I am so excited to be a part of, you know, I get to be a part of this journey, like to watch what you end up doing um, with so many years ahead of you. So it's amazing. So guys, I want to encourage you to connect with Shlomo. He is amazing. Uh, I'm going to, his uh, links will be on the show notes for today's episode. So to find those, go to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast site and go to episode 175. We'll have all the, um, he's got links to um, his YouTube, his Instagram, his Facebook group and clubhouse, of course. <laughs> So, uh, so thank you so much for joining me today, Shlomo. And, um, and I love that we're going to see each other like quote unquote, see each other around clubhouse and, um, yes. yeah. And, and stay connected for sure. And if you are working to make your impact and need a little extra support, please connect with me. I can help you with a breakthrough 12 minutes. Just give me 12 minutes of your time. You will leave with a breakthrough. So I'm offering spots on my calendar, no obligation and no cost. I just want to connect with you and help you make your bigger impact. So go to defeatthedrama.com forward slash call. I was placed on this earth to help others make their impact by creating teams that are aligned with mission and vision and leaders that are on fire with passion for the work that they're doing. So thank you so much for listening and get out there and make your big impact in the world. 